You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. I don't need a gun for you, mister. You're all eaten up with fear and hate. The most you can hope for now is a fast death. Have gun. Will travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco. 1875, the Carlton Hotel, headquarters of a man called Paladin. Oh, Mr. Paladin? Hmm? Oh, yes, Miss Wong. You want light for a cigar? Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize I hadn't lighted it. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you. I noticed you see here a long time study item in newspaper. Yeah, sort of turned back the clock. Oh. This is the Hammond Sentinel, oh. last week's edition. Now, I'll read you the item. Oh, it's a... Deathbed confession clears Ed Stacy. Dying of gunshot wounds suffered in a futile attempt to rob the Overland stage. Oh. Joe Barnes, a former driver, confessed to another holdup two years ago. Oh and exonerated Ed Stacy, who had been convicted of the crime and sentenced to a long term in prison. Oh, so. See, Miss Wong, two years ago, I brought Ed Stacy back for trial. Oh, oh. You have pain from conscience, but you only do job, Mr. Paladin. That's what I've been telling myself. You tell yourself. But at the same time, I don't like to feel that I've been responsible for taking two years out of an innocent man's life. Oh, but it's done. It's over now. I'm not so sure. Here's the rest of the newspaper report. Will Stanhope, president of the Overland Line, announced he would personally arrange for Stacy's release and expressed profound regret at the miscarriage of justice. Oh, it's a good Sounds fine, doesn't it? Oh, yes, sir. Very fine. Uh, well, that telegram you delivered to me a half an hour ago was from the same Will Stanhope. Mm. Now, what did I do with him? I don't know. Oh, now, here. Listen. Need you. Life in danger. Oh. Come at once. My, how unfortunate. Oh, what's your plan, Mr. Paladin? Well, he says at once. At once. I guess I'd better get started. The trip to Hammond wasn't exactly a pleasant one. Before I reached town, my horse foundered. I walked the last three miles carrying my saddle and bag. I was exhausted, but the matter seemed urgent and I'd already wasted time, so I went directly to the Overland stage office. Except that he appeared to have shrunk a bit and his skin seemed to be drawn even tighter over his thin, sharp face, Will Stanhope hadn't changed much in the two years since I'd last seen him. I recognized the man with him as Sheriff Clyde. 
Hello, Paladin. Oh, Paladin. Glad you got here. Uh, sit down. Uh, oh, I'm tired. So whatever it is you've got on your mind, Stan Hope, let's get started on it, shall we? Paladin, he's come back for revenge. He just came home, back to his ranch. What else would he do? You talking about Ed Stacy? You know about Stacy? Read it in the paper. Stan Hope here thinks Ed's going to be gunning for him. Boy's got a right to the store, considering it happened. I say if we try to make it up to him, show him we're glad he's back, he'll cool off. I agree. Let's wait and see, huh? Yeah, wait for him to kill me, I suppose. Well, all I know is I can't arrest the man for what he's thinking. Better get back to the office. <sighs> Fool. Now do you know why I sent you that wire, Paladin? I need someone to protect me. Uh, just what do you want me to do, Mr. Stanhope? There's $3,000 in this envelope. If Stacy could be persuaded to leave Hammond for good. $3,000 is a lot of persuasion. Eh, use whatever you have to and keep the rest. I, uh, I wouldn't even care if you kept it all. As long as I never had to worry about Stacy again. Uh, that kind of deal is out. I'll find Stacy and talk to him in the morning. Uh, maybe if you saw him tonight. I assure you I'll be much more persuasive after a night's sleep. I was just settling down to get that night's sleep when I heard someone in the hall outside my hotel room and a splintering sound as the flimsy door gave way to pressure. I made a try for my gun, but it hung just out of reach. Paladin, who are you? My name is Ben Stacy. You and me are going to have a little talk. Ben Stacy? We're going to have a little talk about the way you and Stan Hope railroaded my brother. Ed, I wasn't his judge and jury. I did the job I was paid for. You're wrong, mister. You ain't been paid yet. I'm taking care of that right now. Ben. Ben, stop it. Stop it, you... You want to kill him? Uh, we're only trying to help you, Ed. I, I know, but you go on, man. Go on. All right. I was only trying to help Yeah, you. I know. Pellin. Pellin, you all right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, God. That was close. That was too close. I heard you were in town. I was afraid. You see, Ben, he gets an idea somebody's trying to do me harm. It's, it's hard to shake the idea out of him. Well, why don't you let him... And finish the job, it might have saved you some trouble. I don't see there's any trouble between us. There's going to be. If you don't leave Stanhope alone. Me leave him alone? That's right. You got things backwards. Why don't he leave me alone? is after you. Hmm. Tell me about it. When I came back, I made up my mind to forget what had happened. I, I didn't expect any favors. I just wanted to start from scratch. But with a fair shake. You aren't getting a fair shake, huh? I made this trip into town to get supplies my ranch needs. I'm going back tomorrow. 
My wagon is empty as it was when I came. Now, the merchant in Hammond will extend me credit. The pressure's been put to him. Stanhope carries a lot of weight around here. Uh-huh. Here. What's this? From Stanhope. $3,000. I don't get it. I think I do. You're his conscience. You bother him. His conscience? Why the price tag on it? There's a condition. What? You're to leave Hammond. How come? Stanhope believes you're going to kill him. Oh, I thought about it. I was going to make him pay for every rotten second. Huh? And now? Now, he's just a sniffling, scared little man he's not worth going to prison for. Now, take his 3000 back to him. His conscience is going to stick around and bother him for a long time. The next morning, I went to make my report to Will Stanhope. There was a crowd gathered in front of the Overland office. Debris littered the street. The windows were broken, and the door was ripped off its hinges. As I walked in, it sounded as though somebody were tearing the place apart. Somebody was. Big Ben Stacy was on a rampage. Sheriff, stop him. He's gone crazy. Sheriff. Ben, I order you to stop. Ben, don't cry. I don't shoot. You better get the cuffs on him, Sheriff, before he comes to. Yeah. Phew. That boy really went loco. Uh, he... He'd have killed me. What happened? Somebody told me. Ben. You'll be all right, Ed. Sorry, Ed. Gonna have to lock him up. Ben do this? Yeah. Ben's a simple guy. Easy going as a rule. Only one thing sets him off. It's always been that way ever since we were kids. Easy, Ed. Ben don't like seeing anybody shove me. All right, what started him off? Well, I gave him a letter... A letter was for you. He read it and busted loose. Well, what was in the letter? It was a delinquent tax notice on Ed's ranch. He's threatening foreclosure? For $3,000. Taxes haven't been paid for two years. Well, you know why they weren't. Couldn't you have waited? Routine business, Paladin. I'll handle it my way. You're handling it Stanhope's way. Now, look Everybody here. in town's handling things his way, and I'm up to here with it. Easy there, boy. I was willing to forget that Stanhope in this town cost me two years out of my life. I just wanted a chance to start over, but you won't let me. You're pushing me around, treat me like I was really a criminal. Now, Ed, this is... A man a... can take just so much pushing around, Paladin. You gonna take my brother to jail? I have to, Ed. All right. Stanhope, we'll play this your way from now on. Since I've already put in two years for nothing, I got something real big coming right out of your hide. Yeah, you heard him, Sheriff. He threatened me. I demand protection. You'll get it when I see that you need it. Paladin? You didn't play straight with me. You didn't tell me you were trying to crowd Stacy out. Well, I, I gave you that $3,000 for him. After setting him up so he'd have to take it and leave town or lose everything. I had to do it, Paladin. He would have killed me. He didn't want any part of you. But whatever happens from now on, you can blame yourself, Stanhope. Here. Your money. Hire an army with it.
awakened by the commotion outside on the street. I got out of bed and opened the window. You men make a circle. Try to head them off. Sure, Sheriff! Sheriff, up here! Yeah? What happened? They just busted Ben Stacy out of jail. Did Ed do it? No, it wasn't Ed. It was Dan and Floyd. They worked for Ed. Ah. Seems like they're fixing for real trouble. He said it, Sheriff. Said what? A man can take just so much pushing around. Morning, Sheriff. Morning. Your men bring in Stacy? No, clean getaway. You leaving on the stage? Yeah. You know you'll be sharing your seat with a shotgun rider? A shotgun guard riding inside? What? Was it something new? Stan Hope's orders. Oh? The trap. He figures now that Ed and Ben Stacy will hit one of the stages sooner or later. Wants it to look easy for him. Mr. Stan Hope has a talent for conniving. Yeah, he wants to get him real bad. He even offered a reward. Before they've done anything? Well, it says for catching or killing anybody who tries to hold up an overland stage. Guess we know what he means. Three thousand dollars. <laughs> the Three Forks station, we had a ten-minute stopover to change teams. I went inside to have a glass of rye. The place was empty, except for the bartender with his hands high, and Ed and Ben Stacy with their revolvers leveled. Don't try anything, Pellin. Using up your two years in a hurry, aren't you? Didn't figure them as any more than a deposit. Why waste them on me? Not you, Pellin. The stage... Dan and Floyd are taking care of it right now. I'm just making sure nobody bothers us. Hey, Ben. Yes? Watch my door back there. Sure. You, bartender, keep your hands up and your mouth shut. Driver and shotgun are out of the way. Stanhope had you pegged. He pegged me two years ago. Did you ever hear the one about if you have the name, you might as well play the game? You don't have the name yet. It won't be long now. Well, this time there'll be no mistake about it. This time, you'll serve out your sentence. If they get me. Well, they'll get you sooner or later. Not before I make Stanhope sweat. Are you going to make a fugitive out of Ben, too? Hmm? Why don't you shut up? Big, simple Ben, whose only concern in life is protecting you. When a posse comes after you, do you figure him to stop the slug meant for you? Ellen, you've got a big mouth. And you've got a small brain. Taking this risk for some stupid idea of revenge. Revenge against a man who isn't worth it to begin with. Hey, Ed, Floyd and Dan, they're coming. They got it. Well, let's go, Ed. We got the strong box. Put it back, Dan. What? Put it back, I said. You've gone crazy. You think we went through this whole thing for nothing? For the last time, put it back and cut out. We'll cut out, but we're taking the money with us, huh, Floyd? Lesson you want to stop us. If I have to, don't try it.
showing up, men. This won't take long now. This is the deposition of the bartender at Three Forks Station, witnessed by Mr. Paladin here. Now, according to this, these men, Floyd Smith and Dan Angus, tried to rob the stage, and Ben and Ed Stacy stopped them, shot them down. Is that right, Mr. Paladin? Um, yeah. Nice work, Ed. Ben. Thanks. Now, you hold on, Sheriff. These men are liable to arrest. Wrecking my office, jailbreak. That's right. I fine you both $25 for disturbing the peace. Fined? I'm the sheriff here, Mr. Stanhope. I hand out the sentences. What about the damages to my office? Well, I suggest that you deduct the repairs from the reward you posted. Reward? For the capture or death of anyone who attempts to rob an overland stage. That's the way it read, uh, didn't it, Sheriff? Sure did. $3,000. New coffee, Mr. Paladin. Oh, well, thank you, Miss Wong. Oh, thank you. Nice to have you home. You see a cause of justice for sir. Well, I think so, Miss Wong. Uh, of course, there are those who might question. Oh? You see, there was a little matter of convincing a certain bartender that he didn't see what he thought he saw. Uh, uh, for a certain sum of money, you understand. Oh, yes, sir. I understand. Bribery. <laughs> now, Miss Wong. At any rate, I believe I can truthfully say that I... Truthfully say. I have no pain from conscience. Sam Rolfe is produced and directed by Norman McDonald and stars John Daner as Paladin with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was written by Albert Alley and adapted for radio by Ann Dowd. Featured in the cast were Harry Bartell, Jack Moyles, Ken Lynch, Barney Phillips, Lou Krugman, and Virginia Gregg. Hugh Douglas speaking. Join us again next week for Have Gun, Will Travel. There's something you should remember, mister. Man going into Indian country should never be paid in advance. Have gun, will travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco. 1875, the Carlton Hotel, headquarters of a man called Paladin. And some socks. And 
Yes? What is it? Mr. Paladin, look. Oh, oh. Miss Warren. The dress for party. You like it? Oh, I certainly do, but why the mask, Miss Warren? A mask? It's going to a masquerade party in Chinatown tonight. Oh. I take it in Hayboy. Oh, where is he? Oh, oh big problem with Hayboy. He's going as cowboy. Well, that's no problem. Oh, it's a big problem. He wears cowboy hat, leather pants, big boots, everything. But why, what is this problem? Spurs. Oh. 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 Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Big spurs. Mm-hmm. Mr. Paladin, please give Hayboy information on how to walk with big spurs. <laughs> All right, send them in. Oh, he got them on now. That can do. <laughs> hey, boy, hardly can walk. Afraid to try stairs. You come down, please? Yes, of yes. course. I'll come down as soon as I finish packing. Did you take another trip? Yes, another trip. Oh, you traveled so much, Mr. Paladin. Where are you going this time? Up around the Little Bighorn. Oh, Little Bighorn. Well, that, that's a river, Miss Wong, in Montana Territory. All right, come on. Let's Go get on. the hay boy untangled from his spurs. My problem was to find an army deserter named Henry Carver and persuade him to go back to his outfit. It seems he'd deserted in order to rescue a girlfriend from a marriage that was being forced on her. Was asking for money from his family to help him escape into Canada. He and the girl would be at the Billings Waterhole. Montana was no place to be at this time. The Sioux were being pressed by the army to go back to the reservations. I saw a lot of Indian signs. Several times there were Indian smoke signals in the far hills. Then I saw the waterhole. But someone saw me first. Hey, don't! Don't shoot! Where are you? Keep riding, mister. You Corporal Carver? Who are you? My name is Paladin. Your mother sent me. Did she send the money? No. Then get out of here. Now, wait. Wait. Let me talk to you. I don't come any closer. We got nothing to talk about. You get back on that horse and ride out of here. Henry, maybe he can help us. Becky, you stay out of this. Go on, mister. Start moving. Any message for your mother? Yeah. Tell her Becky and me will make Canada on our own. And maybe you won't. What are you talking about? A troop of cavalry. What? Becky, stay here. No, you stay out of sight. They may be looking for you. No. Don't try anything. I got this rifle pointed at your heart. All right. Look. Down there. You're right. It is a troop of cavalry. What are we going to do, mister? We? They're not after me. You came to help me? I came because your mother asked me to. Well, then... Now, go on. Get back where you were. They're probably just coming in for a water break. Maybe. Don't try to trick us. I still have you covered. Go on. Hurry. Captain. Who are you? Carver! Chuck! 
John Keel. Well, sight to see in the middle of nowhere. John Keel. <laughs> Say, well, that's right, Captain Keel. Yeah, how long's it been, Paladin? <laughs> Six, seven years? Oh, I'm not sure. You came through San Francisco. Yeah, I did, and I've still got the hangover. Oh, uh, Dolan. Yeah, Captain. Yeah. Meet my friend Paladin, Sam Dolan. Paladin. How are you, Dolan? Dolan and his men joined us a couple hours back. Oh, scouts? Oh, civilian. I'm hunting for a man, but them engines, the way they are, I figured traveling with the cavalry was safer. Yeah, I understand. Well, John Keel, I see you're still riding that same old horse. Comanche? Yeah. Sure. We've been together a long time. What are you doing out here, Paladin? Business. See any Indians? Just sign. We've been driving most of them north. Come on, let's walk to higher ground. Maybe we can see something. Dolan, you better come. Maybe the man you're looking for is around here. On June 15th, in the year 1215, King John of England met a group of barons on the meadow of Runnymede. There he placed the royal signature upon a charter which means much to us today. The document that King John signed was the Magna Carta. In later years, from its provisions, developed our present-day concepts of trial by jury and the right of habeas corpus, concepts which are a vital part of democratic life. Thus, the Magna Carta, written in England almost 750 years ago, became an important source of American democracy. From the contributions of the past come the principles of the present. See anything, Keel? No. No sign at all. Mm, that's good. Well, let's start back down. Yeah. Hey, you, uh, you married yet, Paladin? Mm, no. I guess I move around too much for that. Well, you ought to see the fine family I got back at Fort Lincoln. Yeah? Wife and four kids. Well, good for you. And this is my last field trip. Next week I go out. And I plan to get a piece of land and teach those kids of mine how to live off it. Where are you going now? Rejoin the battalion in Rosebud Creek. Not far from here? Oh, at half a day. Who's your command now? George Custer. Remember him? Oh, yeah, I remember him. What about you, Mr. Dolan? It's a dangerous country to be traveling in. I'm here on a personal matter. Oh? Hunting a kid and a girl, a soldier boy. Is that right? And the girl and I are supposed to be married, but this boy made off with her. I traced him to this area. I see. Sure got a score to settle with him. Well, if I run into him, I'll give him your regards. Home, Captain. You mind if we still tag along with you, Captain? Suit yourself. Well, good luck to you, Paladin. Say hello to San Francisco for me. I'll do that. I watched Captain Keogh and his men leave. He and I had been in the war together. If it hadn't been for the business of the Carver boy, I'd have ridden on with him. When I was sure they couldn't see me, I edged around the rock toward Carver. Only the girl was there. Where'd he go? I... I don't know. I'm writing back of you, Paladin. Huh? Don't try anything. Give yourself up, Carver. 
Maybe you ought to, Henry. Don't talk like that. Get moving, Paladin. You're in my way. I'll step aside. Get on your horse. All right. Give me that rifle. No. Me... You killed him. Ah, oh, he'll live. He's not shot. Oh, what are you going to do with it? I'm going to save you from yourselves, if I can. Say, here's a question I'd like to put to you. How much do you appreciate the things that make life just a little easier? For instance, take the way our teenage gals dress for a Saturday night dance. All glamorous like just regular walk-in fashion place. And when they get to the dance, there's a super combo waiting to give out with the music. But let's go back a spell. Around 1790, and see what the teenage gals were wearing then for a weekend get-together. It's Sunday afternoon, and the gals are attending a rare social gathering. Every last one of them is dressed in a plain, homemade, linsey-woolsey dress, dyed with butternut or walnut juice. And there isn't a frill or a bright-colored ribbon to be seen. They don't cotton to such doodads in 1790. Of course, they all bought their spinning wheels and looms with them. And while they sit and talk, their fingers kept busy. There are stockings to be made for everybody in the family. Mittens and shawls for the winter. Maybe a pot holder or two to protect mother's hands from the homemade iron pots. And what do they talk about? Mostly about the time when they'll get married and have their own families to take care of. And sometimes when the Indians pull a surprise attack on the fort, the gals are called out to take their place at the stockade to keep the muskets loaded or maybe fire one themselves. Yeah, that's what a weekend date meant to the gals in 1790. But to them, it was just part of the routine. Because like their folks, they worked and fought so living would be easier in the future. The future that you're now protecting. They might as well have turned me over to that captain this morning. It's not the same as giving yourself up. I'm not giving myself up. Can't you see? It's not his fault. He, he didn't just run away. I begged him to help me. He was in the service. It was his duty to stay there. <laughs> duty? Beating the scrub for a handful of disorganized Indians? Becky was being forced into marrying that old Coop Dolan. You saw him, the kind of a man he is. He's still deserted. Mr. Paladin... There's something you should know. Oh, don't bother, Becky. It won't make any difference to him. We're married, Mr. Paladin. The day after we ran away. Well, my best wishes to you, Miss Carver. However, your husband's right. That doesn't make any difference. Now, wait a minute. Hold up. What now? Looks like there was a camp here not long back. Indian? I don't know. Canteen, stamped 7th U.S. Cavalry. The 7th? Yeah. It was your outfit, Corporal. From the look of it, it was a large group, larger than Keogh's. 
Well, let's get out of here. What makes you think I am? I've been watching you. Ever since you heard that, that sound, you've changed. Uh, like something's bothering you. Paladin, look. What? That horse. On top of that ridge over there. Yeah, I see him. Hey, he's got a saddle on him. Let's ride up there. Yeah. Come on, boy. Maybe his owner's foraging. Maybe. He's just barely moving. Paladin. That's a cavalry saddle. Yeah. I, 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 wait a minute. That, that's Captain Keel's horse. Who? Oh, I... Who, oh, no, boy? Here now. Here, boy. Come at you. Easy. Easy, boy. Easy. Good Lord. This horse has been shot. Carver, get down and help me doctor this horse. Then we'll look for Captain Keel. Watch your horses don't slip. What are we going down here for, Paladin? I gotta find out what happened to Keel. Comanche seems better, Mr. Paladin. Yeah. Come on, let's head down that draw. anything now, Mr. Dolan. We're married. We'll talk about that later. Thanks, Paladin, for delivering them up. We saw you coming a long ways back. What happened to the cavalry, Dolan? Yeah, I left them this morning. There was a lot of Indian signs, so we turned back. It's a lucky thing. We might have missed you. All right, boys, get them off the trail to the clearing, and then get that noose ready. We got a deserter to hang. Two men forced us towards a big tree in a clearing nearby. One man threw a rope over a branch while the other put the noose around Henry Carver's neck. Dolan sat his horse watching with a grin on his face. I waited the chance to get to my derringer. All right, let's get this job done and get out of here. Swat that horse out from under it. No, please don't do it. I'll do anything you say. Well, you will anyway. Now go on, boys. Do it. Get away from that horse. Look out. Dolan. You two will get the same thing. Uh, we ain't staying. This ain't our business. Come on. Paladin, is Dolan dead? Yes, he's dead. And I've got his gun, Mr. Paladin. Pointed right at you. So drop that, Darren. Now, uh, Becky, don't do this. Drop the gun. 
All right. But you're not going to win anything this way. Henry and I can get to Canada. Oh, can you? There's a cavalry patrol coming this way. Where? Becky, quit talking and get this rope off of me. The patrol just kept coming on, as though they hadn't seen any of us. The kids were riding up the hillside. I mounted and started after them. They'd stopped at the top. Carver and the girl sat their horses, staring down the other side as I rode up. Ooh, Carver! What's the matter? Paladin. Look. Down there. Uh. What is it? Good Lord. It's the Seventh Cavalry. No one's moving, Mr. Paladin. They've been slaughtered. They're all dead. My outfit. Oh, Henry, don't please. What could you have done except die with them? That's what I could have done. Hold! Hold! You're there. Yeah. I'm Lieutenant Bradley, Chief of Scouts for Colonel Gibbon. They're looking for General Custer's command. Down there. By the river. You'll find all of them. Good. Thanks, mister. Oh, no. They must have been ambushed. They were massacred by Indians. No survivors could come out of that. Well, there is a survivor, Lieutenant. There's a, there's a horse. There's another survivor, Lieutenant. Oh, Henry, don't do it. Lieutenant, I'm Corporal Henry Carver. I deserted from the 7th Cavalry. I want to turn myself in. Oh, Henry, please. Becky, try to understand. I couldn't go with you now. Not till I've done what I have to do. All right, Corporal. Fall in with us. Hold on! Why, Mr. Paladin? Why did he turn himself in? They won't care now. He will. He was a part of the 7th Cavalry, Becky. He was a part of other men. Come on. I'll take you home. Meadow and Sam Rolfe is produced and directed in Hollywood by Norman McDonald and stars John Daner as Paladin with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was written by Irving Wallace and adapted for radio by Tom Hanley. Featured in the cast were Sam Edwards, Barbara Eiler, Vic Perrin, and Jack Miles.
Have Gun, Will Travel is brought to you through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.